Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. All right, welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, I have with me this time Jeff and Dennis. Uh, Jeff, we haven't seen you in a while, so you're back from, from dad town. Where do you hear what I've been through in the last couple months? <laughs> a, a lot of bodily fluids, I'm guessing. <laughs> not not in a good way. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> so how are you doing? How, how are things with baby? Uh, baby's pretty awesome all around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some highs yeah. and lows that come with it. Yeah. But uh, no, he's, does, he's does, a really good kid. Does she miss the res- the uh, resort up in the mountain? Oh, oh, I meant like dirty dancing. Oh, oh, you know what? I, um, I I I did put her in the corner, and I haven't heard from her again. So okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I hear you. that's kind of a no no, but that's that's fine. How was did your I actual the, child? Did I miss the dirty dancing episode that you guys did? You, you might guys have. did that one, right? That was a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Yeah. Well, I missed a bunch of movies. That's fine. How is the uh, actual no, child? He's he's awesome. He's good. good. He's he's you know he's starting to have a little bit of a personality, which is a lot more entertaining, and uh, starting to recognize us a little bit, which is also very awesome. All right. Well, and speaking of people that you know, we wish had a little bit more personality. How are you doing, Dennis? Um, I've been not involved in a lot of bodily fluids, and not in a good way. <laughs> well, so we're starting the podcast off that way, are we? And my kids are starting to recognize me. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> I actually you... come full circle at one point, Jeff. See, they start to recognize you then, and then they're going to forget who you were once they get to high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Uh, unless, so that's something to look forward to. Unless mm-hmm. they need money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of coming to the it conclusion. It all comes back to them for a brief time, and then they forget who you are again. Right. Well, that sounds I'm kind of coming. I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that maybe <laughs> around about age ten is a good time to have them become like child actors and ship them off somewhere. There you go. <laughs> yeah. How, how about you, John? You what have you been up to? Uh, working. Yeah. All okay. kinds of fun working stuff. But I about it. <laughs> we're, I, well, I'm getting out of here in like a couple weeks. I'm done. We're going to go to Texas for a while, and so the kids are super looking forward to that because I've got a couple of kids that were born and raised in Illinois. And uh, they had a hard time with Texas in early June last time we went. So middle of July is going to be just a blast. <laughs> That's that. That sounds lovely. I, I hear mm-hmm. it's nice weather in Texas in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only time we could go. So we just kind of said, "Look, I'm going to buy you guys a whole bunch of ice cream, and we'll get hotels that have swimming pools, and that's just what we're going to do." So shut up. I don't want to hear any complaining, and we're going. You're going to like it. Just You're going to like it. So it'll be fine. Um, yeah. So just kind of hanging around doing work stuff. Um, but we got some movies to talk about, I think. Yep. We got, uh, I think, uh, Pat, I think had left a message for us. And, well, uh, so well, John, before yeah, we get to have, the movies, do we, do yeah. we want to give a shout out to the, uh, 
to our, our fan that enjoys the fact that we are a family-friendly podcast? I do. After Dennis makes all the comments about bodily fluids, then. Yeah, nothing to do with that. Well, you know, we're talking about babies here. Yeah, actually, we'll we'll do we'll do that real quick. Um, we had uh, we had somebody kind of respond back to us on Twitter. Uh, his name is Jason Colvin, uh, J Colvin twenty four on Twitter, and uh, he responded to us and said he's been listening to some of the last few episodes and said uh, he just found us and really enjoying what he's heard so far. He said I appreciate this is a podcast I can listen to in my kids uh, with my kids in the car. Thanks for that. So so Dennis, um, watch what you say. Oh, I always do. Everything I say is uh, wholesome anyway. It just gets misconstrued. Uh huh. Sure. Thanks for listening, Catholic. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how many years in Catholic school, man? Please mm-hmm. keep listening, Jason. Please, Dennis isn't on every episode, so please keep listening. Yeah. It's only when we bring food or when he's. You look very relaxed there, Dennis. I'm outside. Yeah, I'm I know. The great outdoors. I know. Well, <laughs> uh, that's, I see what you're doing there. I thought one of the things I thought we could do for this podcast was go find a restaurant and order 96 uh, ounces of steak and try to eat it. I don't know how that would. Be, I don't know how that would go down. <laughs> slowly well yeah all right so so thank you jason um yes uh so thank you jason he's also commented on uh, on twitter some, some of our other podcasts uh episodes he's been going through and listening to some of them so he's left some comments here and there for like the ready player one and the superman uh 80th anniversary podcast and some of the other stuff we've done um so he's been interacting with us uh, for a little bit over the last week and a half or so uh, since he first messaged us. So just, we want to say thank you for listening and hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. And we will, we will try our very best to continue to be as family friendly as we can. Um, Cause we know that you know, we all have kids and we like to listen to stuff sometimes with them in the car or them around. So, and I know sometimes my own child will jump on the, he'll jump on the podcast and he'll listen every once in a while. Or um, so we just try to make it as family friendly as possible. And we know that not all podcasts out there do that. So thank you for listening. I would like to, 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 ask a favor of Jason and have him tweet at us what movie he's really looking forward to hearing about this year. Mm -hmm. And if, if, uh, if we've already gotten past that, then what movie does, is he really looking forward to hearing, uh, hearing us talk about for 1989? Oh, absolutely. Jason get involved, man. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, because Pat's going to listen to this and we're just going to get a whole bunch of texts and tweets that just say Batman, 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 Batman. Yeah, not you, Pat. Yeah, Pat, you, we Jason. already know what you want. Jason, Jason from Twitter. He can let us know. And anybody else, anybody else listening to let us know. If, if we've got a movie that we haven't hit yet this year, let us know what you're looking forward to. Movie for 89, since we're planning ahead for 89, uh, let us know what you're looking forward to for that one, too. So so thank you, Jason. Thank you for all the folks that are listening. Um, but yeah, we just wanted, Jason gave us a shout out, so we just wanted to real quickly say thank you to him. Um, thanks, yeah, so thanks. All right. Well, I think we've got, uh, I think Pat at the beginning of the voicemails he left for me, he mentioned a couple of new movie news things. And if we've got some other new movie news stuff, we'll, we'll talk about it too. But, um, then we can kind of listen in on, on Pat's voicemail and just, and comment on that. So, uh, real quick, any like movies that we talk about, we, we spoil the events of those movies. So we're going to spoil the great outdoors. If you haven't seen it yet, you might want to go watch it and then come on back and listen. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing, uh, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Um, so that just kind of lets us know how we're doing and then gets us kind of moved up in some of the rankings in iTunes and those other places too. So more people can find us and listen if they so choose. So, uh, thank you all for doing that for anybody who has, or will do that in the future. So, um, real quick, is there any other new movie news stuff before I play Pat's uh, voicemail here? Anything that you've seen in the news, anything coming out soon that you're looking forward to? 
Well, you know, John, we were just talking how uh, I kind of want to mention something about this whole Star Wars fiasco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go for it. And I'm going to, since we are a family-friendly podcast, I'm going to be very careful about how I respond to all that. So, and... It gets, and, it gets me a little angry. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, I, I blanked on the actress's name, but it's the actress that played yeah. Rose in... Um, it's Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. First mm-hmm. of all, Kelly, we love you. Don't sweat the uh, don't sweat the jerks that made you shut down your social media because of their comments towards you because of the character that you were hired to play. Had you heard about this, Dennis? Yeah, I did. I just was reading a little bit about recently, which is ridiculous. Okay. And everybody knows I'm not going to sit there and turn around and say that I, I'm a big fan of that role in there, the way it was written. I have nothing personal against her, and I have nothing necessarily even personal against her acting. It just wasn't a good good gel between her and Finn, in my opinion. It didn't seem to fit in the story. But for people to do what they're doing, it's just, that's, that's, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's Sad. sick is, is, is what Sad. it is. I mean, it's you know, yeah. Like, I, and, and these quote unquote hardcore fans or the real Star Wars fans are making it difficult to enjoy Star Wars. Quite mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, I certainly don't want to be lumped in with, with these, with, I almost just said something inappropriate. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't want to be lumped in with this group of people. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm as, as big a Star Wars fan as as a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I can still sit there and say, well, yeah, but these are movies, right? That's what well, you know. Really? All this all this stuff right now with people being angry about the Last Jedi and the stuff that was in that movie, and people being angry with the Solo movie, and people just it's just they're turning it all very toxic and it's just well it's just, what i don't understand I, I don't get it. what i don't really understand and it and this kind of goes beyond star wars but just this idea that people are owed something right like you know these quote unquote hardcore fans deserve something specific like I, I don't know why they have that mentality why they think that they are supposed to have something more than than the movies that are being made right you know you don't like the movie that's being made that's fine you don't have to like the movie that's being made but to turn around and start behaving as if you're angry because of disney personally sought out what you wanted and did the opposite to make you angry get over yourselves well, it's also one of the, it's, I mean, I don't know, I, I, it's upsetting because obviously it affects her, but at the same time, it's like people operate from where they are in their own lives. And honestly, if you're getting that upset that you have to vent that much and, and go that crazy over over a movie, it kind of says there's a lot of sadness or emptiness in your life that uh, right. that, that would get to you so much. Right. Like what, what what's missing in your life that that somehow like becomes an issue, that yeah. that's something you have to, to write about and attack somebody like that, so... So I kind of take it for what it's worth in that sense. I mean, it's unfortunate because it obviously has affected her to go off. But that's that's also, again, the unfortunate nature of social media where people feel they could say whatever they want because they're not face-to-face with somebody. And yeah. uh, people become really brave and also really cruel. And when I say brave, brave in a stupid way, but um, saying things that they would normally not say to somebody had they been face-to-face with that person and seeing how it, how, that, how it affects that person. So there's that sort of, you know, that, that um, I guess... Not it's not a safety net, just that that uh, you know it's an anonymity to it that you don't you know you can say whatever you want with without really having a direct reaction from a human being, and that's it's the unfortunate part of social media. Yeah, so I don't know. It it bugged me. It still bugs me, and it and it's going to keep on bugging me. You know, just the the more incidents of of these things that happen just drives me crazy, and when it's something that I 
care about and I'm interested in. It just it it really gets me because you know again I don't want to be associated with what's being defined as the hardcore Star Wars fans. Right. You know, twenty years ago or whenever episodes uh, one, two, and three came out, the hardcore Star Wars fans were the ones that showed up at midnight in costume mm-hmm. to have a good time, and now it's turned into the hardcore Star Wars fans are the ones that again, have this air about them that they're they're owed something. And like Dennis said, can just hide behind the hide behind the computer and spit out just some pretty vile stuff and feel that that's an okay thing to do. Well, and I just, I, the other day, I just bought my ticket for Star Wars Celebration for next year because it's going to be in Chicago. And I was trying to get Logistically, I was trying to figure out like what day would be good for me to go because um, I, I can't afford to go for the entire weekend. Um, but I wanted to try to get like Mark Hamill's autograph. Like, you know, I don't I don't pay for other people's autographs. I don't go when I go to these other shows. I don't get celebrity autographs. I want to get Mark Hamill's. So I wanted to figure out. Are like, you what saying days. he's not a celebrity? No, I'm saying he's a celebrity. He's the only one I'd be willing to pay to get his autograph. Um, as it turns out, I'm not paying to get his autograph because I found out it costs $250. So I will Holy just, uh, w- that's what I said. So uh, I will just enjoy Mark Hamill from his Twitter account. I'll live vicariously through that. But so as I'm looking around to see, you know, like what day would be good to go if I can only go one day, I happened upon some different like Twitter accounts and other things of people that were talking about Star Wars Celebration. And what I found was like this entire subgroup of people who were saying, well, we're going to go, but we're going to go and we're going to protest or we're going to go and we're going to boycott a whole bunch of stuff while we're there. And I'm sitting there going, okay, look, if I'm going and I'm paying money to go to a Star Wars convention, I don't want to go there and watch a whole bunch of people show up and just start shouting or protesting because they think the newest Star Wars movies suck. That When I go there, I'm going there to have fun with other people who enjoy the same thing that I do. I don't want to see that kind of junk. And the other part of that is I go to these movies, my family, my kids, my family who are not even Star Wars fans have loved The Last Jedi. They loved The Force Awakens. They even loved the Solo movie. I took the whole family a couple of days ago. Everybody loved the movie, even the ones that are not diehard, diehard Star Wars fans. So what really ticks me off on top of all this other crap about, um, you know, doing this to the different actors and, and, and attacking the actors personally is who cares if you don't like it? If you don't like it, then don't watch it. But what happens to the people like my kids who love a movie like solo, but then you have all these other people come around and they say things like, Oh, it's the worst movie ever. We need to like boycott and we need to do this so that they don't make any more. Well, what if my kids want to see more? What if I want to see more? It's a movie. Just let them make their movies and go get a new hobby. Cause apparently this one's not working for you anymore. Yeah. You don't, if you don't like it, then move on. There's no rule I mean, that says you have to I'm, I'm thinking, destroy it. I'm thinking, uh, about, make I'm thinking own, about all the, Make your own and make it better. That's what I always well, say. Like, you know, and, they, and I, when they made a movie, you know, that, right. that, that's a hard thing to do for anybody. So that's why anybody makes a movie, even though we might come on here and we could critically look at something or make comments about what we didn't like or did, you know, did like about it. But it's done, I think, in a way that also appreciates the movie making process. Oh, yeah. We understand that. So we're not sitting there saying, oh, this is horrible. It, 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 we may not have liked something, but we, you should be able to order, uh, you know, constructive criticism for it if you want. And you know what? Bottom line is make your own movie then. If you don't like it, make your own movie. Or number two, like you said, don't watch it. Don't go. Mm-hmm. You're not entitled to have this 
the, the best movie ever every time mm-hmm. when you go to the theater it's it's a it, it's always a gamble you're paying seven bucks or 12 bucks for something there's no guarantee that you're going to get the greatest movie that you wanted in your in your life you hope that and there's times where it happens but that, that's not that, that's ridiculous it's a certain sense of entitlement that i don't even can't even fathom but just the fact that why would you think that you're yeah, you go to movies, some are going to be good, some are going to be bad. Right. And uh, other than Howard the Duck, I've never walked out of You know, I've never <laughs> wanted to walk out of a movie. You walked out of the Howard Duck podcast? I never walked out. No, we saw it on VCR, like, okay. you know, VHS. So um, I didn't have to walk out. But I you just. Got up, you got to have walked out of your house. There were snacks at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well we know we know when there's food you show up so yeah i mean well the, when the snacks are in i might have might have left but but my okay. point is, is still even then i know that it takes i just don't agree with the, you know certain things and i think people have lost that sense of, of there is i i don't know if entitlement's the word for it but it's that idea that if things aren't the way i want them then i can just protest and cause a, a, a bunch of you know headache for everybody involved instead of just going you know right. i go to a restaurant that i don't like the food guess what? I either don't order that same food when I go there again, or I don't go to that restaurant again. I don't sit there and tell everybody else and make a big deal and protest the restaurant saying you make bad food. I, I don't know. I think it's the same thing. I, I, I don't think it's anything different. Do you think it's possible that there's a little bit of Star Wars fatigue? No, I think there is some of that because they're making a bunch of movies and that's fine. But like, you know, and I know there's people like John, you know, like you said, Hey, you know, any Star Wars movie is a good Star Wars movie in the sense that I'd rather have them make them than, you know, and, and, and if you're somebody who gets too fatigued with them, then don't go see it. That's fine. Right. It, it, it's, it really shouldn't be this that hard. That's why it's, it's and, and I'm hoping that it's not, you know, the majority of people out there. Um, but I think there's, there is a little fatigue of that of, okay, another, but, but to me, I'm good with them. I mean, it's a movie. It's not like they're coming out every day. They're coming out, you know, spread out by months and year, you know, half a year, a year. It's so I'm I'm fine with that. Right, right. Well, mm-hmm. and I think about like the Marvel movies. You, you're coming out with what yeah. are they now? Like Mostly three, like, more than anything. like three Marvel movies a year now. Yeah. And and I that's the other part I don't get. People saying, well, it's just too close between the Last Jedi and Solo. Uh, it's it's only been five months. I was like, well, I mean, if you think about it, there's probably a Marvel movie every two three months. Maybe, or, or even if we just spread it out from Marvel, if we just say superhero movie, there are amazing, maybe a superhero movie every month this year. So I, I don't know if the, I don't know if the fatigue part really holds up. I, don't, I, I think it's, I think it's just people being two, jerks. Two hours and 15 minutes of your time every five months. Is that yeah. really, it doesn't make sense, but then you're going to spend more time writing about and complaining about it and, you know, making threats or something. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So basically, just go find a new hobby. Yeah. If you don't like this one anymore, go find a new hobby. I, and I, and I, I tried to think about these movies that we talk about on the podcast, like movies from the 80s. I can't picture anybody going, well, you know what? Die Hard 2, it was horrible. So uh, we should boycott everything about Die Hard. Bruce Willis, we should send him death threats. I can't even imagine anybody doing that back in the 80s. It was a movie. You, you didn't like the movie? Eh, so what? Maybe they'll do better with the next one. I don't know. Everybody's everybody's this hyper offended, hyper entitled, whatever it is now. Like I said, some of that I think is just the fact that you have social media and you have the ability to do that behind a computer, and it becomes right. a lot easier, and it's become popular and cool. And people who couldn't do that before now feel that they have this uh, safe place to do it behind their computer, and and that's just the nature of it. So I think 
I don't know. I mean, I'm, it, it's, uh, I guess I'm upset that it, it upset the actress, but at the same time, I almost feel like telling, you know, like, like just take it for what it's worth. It's just, anybody can say anything. I mean, almost, almost have to get a thicker skin nowadays because of that, because people are so rude and mm-hmm. I'm not just online that it, don't don't watch i don't know maybe it is best that she shut down her accounts in some ways it shouldn't have to be that way but right. if it bothers her that much that's the only way because you can't really stop it you know you really i mean you can't you can't legally stop it right now or anything so there's no way she could stop uh people saying what they're going to say you could wish people had better filters and and, and more empathy but it's just it's not the case and that's a sad yeah. thing all right well let's get on to something happy yeah all right. Well, I've got, um, I don't know if there's any new movie news stuff. I will play uh, Pat in his voicemail. He talks uh, some new movie stuff and then he kind of jumps into um, the great outdoors. So I'm going to play just the part where he talked about the new movie news stuff first. Is there anything else with new movies coming out that anybody has seen that you wanted to throw out here before we get going with this? Uh, I don't think so. No. Good. Okay. Okay. I feel like I've All right. Been cut I'll off from a lot of movie stuff. So. Yeah, I don't oh, know. You, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, 2018 is going to be a year that you will not remember anything related to any movies, any music, any anything. <laughs> because there are times where I will go play trivia with our trivia team, and if it comes to a movie or anything that came out in 2007 or 2010, I have no clue. I have no idea. I'm pretty good on everything else, but if it's 2007 and 2010, I don't know what music was popular. I don't know what clothes people were wearing. I don't know what movies came out. I don't even know that I lived through those years. I'm sure they happened, but I have no clue. They're just like the, the entertainment void. Yeah. I mean, you'll have plenty of stuff that you can go back and watch on, on Blu-ray and DVD at some point, but, but don't feel bad about not knowing what movies are out. So great. I mean, I guess, you know, Jurassic World coming out, that that's new movie news mm-hmm. that might be interesting to just yeah, think about upcoming movies. Like, that's the only one I'm really thinking. I mean, Ant-Man and uh, Jurassic Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. I think, are the two that kind of pop into my mind. Well, that'd be, you know, pretty cool to see, but. Yeah. Like the, the Venom movie is coming out later this year. I think we had a few that we were kind of looking at, maybe trying to see together uh, and do later this year. And I there was something I just saw the other day. There was something that was coming out at the beginning of November. Was that the Christopher Robin one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Christopher Robin. Yeah. That'd be good one. Is that coming yeah. out November or August? That's August. I think I, I think that's uh beginning of August. Yeah. yeah. There was something that was going to be coming out in November. I got to look it up now. Um, I saw it. We, when we saw it at the solo movie, it was a trailer that was there and it said it was coming out November 2nd. And I thought, okay, well that's going to be another one I have to go see. And now I'm blanking out on what it was. Yeah. I'll have to look it up later. Um, the other one too, and you guys aren't big on, uh, you know, some of those scary movies or, you know, whatever, but, uh, I don't know. It seems like it could be a, it's more of a, like a psychological horse. I kind of like those a little bit better, but this one's, uh, it's a uh, hereditary. Oh yeah. Did I, did I send you the original trailer for that? No. Or did, or did you send it to me? I don't think you, I don't think I sent it to anybody. I don't know. Okay. I, but I saw it at maybe one you point. Did. You know, maybe you did. You did send it to me. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I know you sent Dennis. You, in it. you showed Dennis the trailer for Happy Time Murders. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and that that I'll never forgive you for. That, uh, that's <laughs> that's definitely not family friendly. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, you know what? Um, it's uh, November second is the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm definitely going to that one. Yeah, that trailer looked really awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That was the one. I couldn't remember what it was. I kept thinking it was like a superhero movie, but I mean, if Freddie Mercury is a superhero, then sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So I'm the scary one, Hereditary, that, that'd be one I'm looking for. And then, yeah, Christopher Robin, um, Jurassic Park, and uh, what was the last one we just said two before? Darn. The Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. And Aquaman is supposed to be coming out at the end of this year, but I haven't seen anything about that I one. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. It's it's scheduled to come out in December, but okay, can't say I've heard anything, so I, I don't know. All right, well, All right, let me go ahead and play Pat's voice. Yeah, let's go ahead and play Pat's part here, and then we'll uh, we'll jump on into our other stuff for Great Outdoors. Hey guys, it's Pat calling. So uh, first things first, new movie news: two new movies, one that's coming out right around the corner, Ocean's Eight. Kind of excited to see what they're going to do with it. Was a big fan of all the other Ocean's movies. Um, and this was fun with a, you know, different cast and, and getting, uh, some actresses involved and, and, uh, it should be pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. And then I just caught the first trailer for Bumblebee, uh, today, which, uh, dare I say Transformers, maybe they'll do it right. I'm not sure. So anyways, two new pieces of new movie news. Okay. I'll stop it right there for now. Um, so yeah. So what, what about the oceans eight movie is, um, I know that, some people after that trailer came out or after that was announced, some people were like, Oh great. It's just like the ghostbusters. It's just another movie being remade with a female cast. But then after seeing the trailer, I was like, well, no, I, I, well, I wasn't one of the people that said that at first anyway, but in seeing the trailer, I was like, well, no, actually it's just kind of cool. It's another, another oceans movie. I don't care who the actors are in it, but looks like it'd be fun. Um, have you guys seen anything with the oceans eight trailer? I've seen it. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, that, that for me, honestly, I won't see it at theater. I'll probably see that on mm-hmm. uh, DVD or cable later. Yeah. It's a, it's not a theater movie for me. It's not a theater movie for me now. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'd heard about the movie a while back. Um, you know, and, and just like with ghost, with ghostbusters, my, my thought was that, you know, if you, if, if you want to feature, actresses in prominent leading roles, then why are we giving them second or third hand material? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't, why, why can't there be strong stories to help we'll original case their talents yeah. or, or, or a new story? Why, why, you know, it's or, almost, it's almost as if Hollywood saying, you know, anything you can do, I can do better. And let's, you know, let's get away from that and just go on with, let's offer something new. No, I think Jeff makes a good point. It probably, I was sitting there thinking, why am I not enthused? Why do I, why am I like, oh, I'll see it on DVD maybe, but no big deal. Um, I think it's that. It's just the original, like, it's, it's just, it's, it feels like you're going through here. Let's just remake this. Mm-hmm. It went out with female characters. And I know it might not be the exact story, but that's the vibe that comes across immediately when you see that, or where is yeah. that new cool. So where's the Thelma and Louise? Where is, you know, the original story of something or whatever that like that, that has strong female characters versus kind of a reboot of something. So mm-hmm. I think that makes it just immediately go kind of like, yeah, okay. I could watch it, but I'm not going to sit there and fork over 12 bucks and, you know, another 15 with popcorn and, and a drink for, for it. Right. Right. Um, have you seen anything with the, the Bumblebee movie, the Transformers? I kind of gave up on the Transformers movies after the second or third one. Yeah, I, I think I've done similar. Okay. I know, but I know Pat really likes them and I, yeah. I just, I don't. I never liked the, I, I had fun watching the first two oh, or three. The first one and two. Yeah. yeah. First one and then two. Kind of, and then after that, I was like, eh, okay. 
but I can't watch. I have a hard time watching those movies because of the way the Transformers are designed because it's so, it sounds weird to say it, but they are so mechanical and so metallic in just the way that they're designed that when two different Transformers are fighting, I can't tell who's who. Like, it just looks like a mass of metal. Yeah. Whereas in the old cartoon, like you knew which ones were the bad guys, which ones were the good guys, because they were brightly colored, and you know it, their design their design was bless you their design was a little more basic. Um, so yeah, I just I, I kind of have a hard time watching these movies just because I whenever there's a big fight scene, I can't distinguish who's who and what's going on, and mm-hmm. yeah. So definitely, Speaking if I watch that one, I, I it won't be in the theater. Speaking of Transformers on uh, on Netflix, there's that show, The Toys That Made Us. Oh, I still have not watched that yet. They just came out with a quote unquote season two and they did an episode about uh, transformer toys. Okay. I still have not watched that yet. I need to go watch that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We're, we're halfway through the handmaid's tale right now. So we need to like continue on with that. But once we get done watching handmaid's tale on Hulu, when that's done for the season, then I'll jump back into Netflix stuff. Dennis, have you caught any of those episodes? I have not. I've seen, I, they're on there, and I know that's on my Netflix. And I've like we've just never sat down. I completely watched. I think I started one, but we were already set to watch Cargo, um, and then therefore just didn't see it that day. So it's mm-hmm. it's there. I'll probably see it sometime this summer. Now it schools out, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Just a lot of history of of these toys and and where the ideas came from and. How is it that they rose in popularity so quickly only to disappear one day and just never to be seen or heard from again? What what caused the downfall of a lot of the toys? So I've en- I've enjoyed the series so far. Merchandising. Uh, merchandising. All right. I think, are we ready for the great outdoors? Great outdoors. Well, Dennis has been in the great outdoors this whole time. And I, I do appreciate you recording outdoors because now we get like the background sound of all the birds and. Oh, you hearing all that? That's good. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, cool. I, I think it's a nice little, just kind of a, it's, it's the oxygen of the podcast. It's the. We almost should have done this all together, like out in a park somewhere. That would have been good. Picnic. We could have, we could have like rented a cabin and. Yeah. Like, you know, like inter- Yosemite? Road, road trip. Yeah. Montana. Your new home. Yeah. We could have interviewed a bear. I can give you up to date minute by minute uh, airfare. There we go. <laughs> What's the best deal to get out to uh, Seattle right now? Uh, Spirit. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not that you're looking right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So the Great Outdoors came out 17th of June, 1988, rated PG. It was one hour and 31 minutes. Uh, directed by Howard, uh, is it Dutch? Deutsch. 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 Okay. Howard Deutsch. Uh, he did Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Arnie Schmidt was a producer. He did RoboCop and Triple X. Writers for this one were John Hughes, who died in 2009. He did The Breakfast Club, Weird Science, and 16 Candles, among many, many others. Uh, cinematography was done by Rick Waite, who died in 2012. He did Red Dawn, Cobra, and Adventures in Babysitting. Music by Thomas Newman, who did Revenge of the Nerds and The Lost Boys. The budget was $24 million. The box office was $43.4 million. Dan Aykroyd played Roman Craig. He was in Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers, and SNL. John Candy, who died in 1994, was Chet Ripley. He was in Uncle Buck, Space balls and SCTV. Stephanie Farisee played Connie Ripley. She was in Hocus Pocus and Sideways. Annette Benning, uh, this is actually Annette Benning's first movie that she was ever in. She played Kate Craig. Oh, yeah. She what's that? Really? That was her first yeah. Yeah, yeah, this was her first feature film uh appearance. Yeah. Okay. She was in the American President, American Beauty, and the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. Uh, Chris Young played Buck Ripley. He was in Dance Till Dawn and Max Headroom. Ian Michael Giotti played Ben Ripley. He was in Falcon Crest and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. 
Hillary Gordon and Rebecca Gordon played Kara and Mara Craig, and they were both in only this movie and the Mosquito Coast. They were also the twins that were in that movie. Uh, Robert Prosky died in 2008. He was Wally. He was in Christine and Mrs. Doubtfire. Lucy Deakins played Cammie. She was in The Boy Who Could Fly and Little Nikita. Reg was played by Britt Leach. Uh, or I should say Reg was Britt Leach, and uh, he was in The Last Starfire and Weird Science. Uh, critical reception for this one, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give this one a 40%, and the audience gives it a 70%. On CinemaScore, people leaving the theater and being polled about uh, how they like their movie on a scale from A-plus to F, uh, this one was given a B-plus. There are no awards for The Great Outdoors. And uh, just a real quick little summary. When Chet Ripley brings his family to a lakeside resort town in Wisconsin, he expects to spend family time fishing, boating, and camping. But all that gets upended when his yuppie brother-in-law, Roman, shows up with his family as well. So we're going to play the trailer really quick. And then when we come back from playing the trailer, I'm going to play the second half of Pat's message. And then we will this get going with our discussion. This is where the trailer goes. This is the trailer this song. Is the trailer goes. It isn't very this long. This where the trailer goes. Hope you enjoyed the trailer. What I what I do like is that the trailer song is different every time. Uh, all right. uh, this is Chet. You remember me, Chet Ripley? How you doing? This is his family. You can run around here naked as a bear and not worry about running into anybody. This is Roman. What a gas. This is his family. I'm waiting for their heads to rotate around and vomit pea soup. They're about to spend one week together in the great outdoors. We weren't invited. Ah, they'll be tickled to death to see us. Who invited them anyway? But this is no holiday. The man is an ass! This is war. Know a good time if it fell out of the sky, landed on your face, and started to wiggle. Are you gonna argue or are you gonna enjoy yourself? Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, The Great Outdoors, outdoor fun for the whole family. That had to hurt. Great outdoors. Loved it. Grew up with it. Watched it as a family. Uh, never got enough of it. I mean, I went to school up in the North Woods. We had family that lived up there. Um, and so just that was kind of where we would do our vacation. So lots of great stuff to laugh at. Uh, what a wonderful vehicle for Dan Aykroyd and John Candy just to uh, show off their their wonderful, wonderful talents. And the surrounding cast did a good job. I mean, it was it was very entertaining. And, um, yeah, I'm sure the critics will probably take a rogering to it because of whatever. Um, but, uh, but do not be dissuaded. It was a funny movie. Uh, I, how many times I watch it just about once or twice a year and looking forward as the kids get older, watching it with them and kind of keeping the tradition going. But I just think all the wonderful iconic scenes from chasing the bat to the old 96er, um, which I still reference whenever you see a food eating contest at a restaurant. I always reference the old 96er. Um, so just lots of great stuff in this movie, plenty to be enjoyed. And again, it's really just driven by uh, Dan Aykroyd 
and John Candy, and uh, just a lot of fun all the way through. All right, so so that was Pat's feedback on the movie. Um, we'll just start with this one. Our, our typical question we start off with is, is this, and I don't think it is, is this the first time that any of you have seen this movie? No. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right, so when was the first time you saw it? Do you remember seeing it for the first time? Was it in the theater? Um, I think I actually might have seen this in a theater. My dad was a big John Candy, uh, SCTV, um, all that, the fans of that. I'm pretty sure we did see this in the theater. Uh, I can't, I can't say for sure, but I, I'm, I want to say I'm pretty sure that we did. Yeah. I, I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I, I remember seeing it as a kid, either rented it or it was on cable, but no, I've, I've seen this movie many, many times. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think we saw it in the theater, but I know that my dad, you know, he he liked John Candy, he liked Dan Aykroyd. I mean, Blues Brothers was one of his favorite movies. Um so I can only imagine that when this movie came out, if we didn't see it in the theater, then I'm sure that he either rented it right away or we saw it on TV at some point. Um and I know that we watched this several times growing up too. You know, not not quite the once or twice a year that Pat said he does it, but um and I don't think I've watched it since Oh, I might've caught it on TV one time when I was in either middle school or high school, but I don't think I've seen it since then. Um, so it's been quite a while since I'd seen this movie, but I still remembered the vast majority of it. The, you know, the water skiing scene and the, the scene with the bat and the scene with the bear at the end and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, those are all really, really memorable parts. I just know I hadn't seen it in quite a while. Um, but yeah, I, I think it probably was either a rental or it was, a uh, catching it on cable at some point. The more I think about it, I think mine was theater. For some reason, I remember the bear scene and everything else being in the theater. I don't know why, but I vaguely remember that. Um, and then we just saw it, not for this podcast, but we saw it um, within the, about a, probably about a year ago with the kids. And so that was on DVD. Okay. Or Netflix, one of the two. So do you have a, do, do we have a favorite scene in this movie? I mean, this movie is kind of one of those that it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's loosely based around the idea of, the kind of big hearted, fun loving dad wanting to take his kids out and kind of make these memories with his kids, but it's all getting screwed up by his brother-in-law who shows up and, and has other plans. Um, so this is kind of one of those movies that we've talked about before with, as you have with comedy movies where it's, it's almost really just kind of a series of, of sketches, a series of events of things happening. Is there one in particular that's a favorite? Watching it this time, I definitely picked up on the fact that it felt like this was trying to be a vacation movie. I was going to say, yeah. They were trying to make a more family-friendly vacation movie or a vacation movie with a lot more heart. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, after watching it, I watched it yesterday. And after watching it, I was just sort of like, yeah, this movie's okay. But I wasn't really sure what they were trying to do with this movie. Mm -hmm. What what were what were they really going after? Were they going after the, you know, calling it the great outdoors? Okay, so let's give it that title. Let's assume that it's going to be the ironic title because you know the the movie's going to suggest there's nothing great about the outdoors. So yeah, there were some foibles along the way, and and you know, and and vignettes of things that didn't go well. But then you have all this other stuff about. Uh, about Chet wanting to do this trip with his kids, like his dad did with him. Uh, and, and, and this little bit of this, this really touching heart to the movie, but it didn't really go anywhere. And then same thing with, then you also have the annoying brother-in-law 
And that really doesn't add much to the movie. So, you know, after watching it again, I just sort of sat there and said, what, what were they really trying to do here? Were they trying to do like a, a, a more family friendly vacation movie or did they have something else completely in mind? For some reason, I just realized this, this movie just didn't really land with me this time. Well, when you said the, the connection to vacation, I was going to start to say it felt a little bit like it used that formula, which again, it's, it's, it's a movie you're out there to have fun. It's fine. It's done in a different genre with the outdoors. They try a little bit of a different angle, but yeah, definitely, especially with the money part at the end, it's very, you know, like, like, uh, it, here comes the, the, the brother-in-law and, and, you know, and it's, it, it, it definitely has some, some definitely, uh, tie, it ties in a little bit with the, the vacation formula, but, um, but yeah, again, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I saw it back then. Maybe it's John Candy. I, is it going to be some groundbreaking film again? Uh, no, I, it, it's not. But it was. I think it, it was entertaining. It's something that I'll watch bits and pieces if it's on. I won't probably sit down and watch the whole thing. Um, that type of movie. But I would definitely watch bits and pieces again here and there if there's a scene on or that scene on. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, I, I don't hate the movie. It's just, you know, when I was thinking about any other time before I watched it yesterday, someone would have said great outdoors. And I'm like, oh yeah, this movie's a lot of fun. And then for some reason, I just watched it a little bit more critically yesterday to be able to talk about it today. And, you know, I just sort of walked away from it going, eh, I'm not really sure what, what they were going for with this movie. Is it, is, is it, I mean, I think when I think of like John Hughes and a lot of his different movies, obviously he pulls from a lot of his experiences, which is why he sets a lot of his movies in the places where he grew up and that he remembers. So I'm almost wondering, is this a movie of a collection of the times that he went on vacation with his family? Um, and just either some of the like wacky stories that he heard or went through or, you know, and, and maybe other than there's a dad that wants to create memories. So it is very much like a uh, Clark Griswold in that there's a dad that wants to create these memories with his kids. You know, he loves it. He wants to have this time with his family and it always just kind of, it either goes wrong or falls flat or, or whatever it might be, but that there's not necessarily some bigger reason for the movie. Well, and I mean, there are a couple of scenes where uh, Chet is with his kids uh, individually, yeah. like, you know, after he tells the, after he tells the bear story and, and scares his kids, he's with, uh, what's you know, the, the younger one, Ben, Ben. Yeah. You know, he's sort of like, you know, this is just tradition. You know, my, 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 you know, my grandpa told my dad, my dad told me, I'm telling it to you. And maybe one day you can, t you know, you'll tell the story to your kids. And, um, and then there's the scene with Buck when the two of them are are taking a boat or uh, rowing the boat out to look at the stars, and he gives him his ring and you know talks about. And Buck even says, you know, I guess being out here with us is kind of like when you were out here with Grandpa. So you have these moments, and you know that they don't really go anywhere. You know, the, these moments don't land because the movie doesn't allow them to flourish in some way to, to kind of show a different connection than between the kids and chat. So maybe if, if, you know, if, it, if we got some sort of payoff for watching these really tender moments, then maybe it, you know, it, it would have given those parts of the film a little more purpose. 
is that part of the problem of being a vacation movie? Is a is a vacation in and of itself a kind of temporary, you know, not lasting experience? Um, you know, is that so? Then does the movie then reflect that too much? That it's just it's a bunch of sweet moments, but you know, once we get back home, eh. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's that's the concept of a vacation movie. I don't think that's if there is some way that they could have shown how being outdoors, be enjoying the great outdoors, mm-hmm. was both annoying because of all the issues that happened, and yet the great outdoors strengthened them as a family in mm-hmm. some way. You know, I think the the movie could have had a. a a different payoff, a better payoff. But I just feel like, you know, by calling it the great outdoors, you know, it, it, you almost expect it to be just a, again, the ironic title because clearly nothing's going to go right, but it's not, uh, it, it things, it, it's not that things go bad in the same way that they did for yeah. the Griswolds in the vacation movie. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it, it just, it, it doesn't quite, something doesn't quite fit right. In, in the formula for this movie. Hmm. I mean, the, the scenes when you're, you know, come back to the scenes, I was just, what, what kind of maybe what Jeff's talking about too, I, and it's not exactly what you're talking about, but for some reason it started making me think of, like, I can go to the scenes like the, the bear, you go to the funny mm-hmm. comedic scenes, you know, you go mm-hmm. to the, the eating the steak, um, you go to, you go to those, but I do also remember the scene where they're on the porch and they have that conversation. It's kind of an interesting, and, and it resonates more, I guess, with me because I'm always thinking of going out west, but um, <laughs> it's just, they have that conversation about like, what do you see? And at one point I remember John Candy's character says something, I see trees, you know? And, and, and meanwhile, Roman goes on this whole big long spiel about what he sees about like what it could be for profit and money and a mining and this and that and all, all these things that could be used for money. And then here, you know, um, Chet, uh, he basically is just John Candy's character is saying, I see trees and I see my family and I see, you know, the things that my dad did and all the, and I want to give my kids that. So I think that's the kind of the heart of the, the backdrop of it all. And then they have to throw in comedic scenes, but I don't think there's, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's, uh, is it a sense of looking for something bigger than that? Or are you, are you disappointed that they didn't go bigger, more serious or. Well, I'd, I don't think I, I, I guess oh, that's I, what I'm just trying I guess to say. I, you know, yeah, I feel I, like they, they touched on those things a little bit, but it's a comedy. So they, you know, they weren't right. trying to make a dramatic film and they weren't trying to make it all comedy. They're trying to balance it, you know, a la MASH, a la, you know, everybody's got like some serious scenes in MASH. You got the serious story and you have the, the funny story every episode. Like in so many TV shows have that formula. And I think back then in the 80s, that was a popular thing where you have like you try to get your little kind of tender moments. You even have the romance and all that stuff and the, the things that go wrong with that those things are all like kind of the serious drama part. And then you have your comedic scenes that are kind of way out there and, 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 and bear and the, you know, all the stuff. But I just felt that that's what those movies were. So I don't think I'm as disappointed and maybe it's, again, you're seeing it more now. And I think movies have changed and TV shows have definitely changed. They don't seem to have that. It was kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm not, and again, I'm just, par- I'm, I'm thinking here, are you thinking more like it should have been more, more one or the other? Like either go straight comedy or go there and you don't, you feel like they weren't sure which one they wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just, it it just, it kept kind of just flip-flopping as to which direction it was going. See, and I think that's the nature of stories back then for whatever reason, I think back. And then when I look, we talked about that with TV shows, it was like with my kids just recently, even there was always that, you know, that little serious story. And then there was the funny part, like every, like so many shows had that when you go across the board, they had something that was happening kind of dramatic 
and, and, and more serious. And then there was the funny parts and the funny sort of side story. And both of those coexisted. And the TV show was neither one or the other. It was both. And people were okay with that because we were almost conditioned in the 80s to have that. So for me, I don't feel like I'm as disappointed by them not choosing one or the other. They were intentionally choosing a little bit of both. I don't think they, I think they set out to do what they wanted to do and they weren't going, we have to be this or we have to be that. They were like, we'll have a little, little moments here and we'll have that. And that's it. It's a movie and that's it. We're done. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, and, but, but now if you look at that, we, I don't, we don't see that as much. So I could see how maybe then you're more, Hey, I, I want you to kind of like, you could have gone more here and really set out to do this with it. What did you really want to do with it? Mm-hmm. Or back then, I think that's exactly what they wanted to do with it. Cause that's, that was the formula. That was the, 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 the vehicle, the way they did things. Did you, do you expect a little bit more heart from this movie because it's John Hughes and we tend to get, you know, in like the breakfast club and some of those other movies, you get almost that overall as things kind of wrap up in the end. That was the other thing I thought about this one. I was watching it this time. Was it, it, I don't remember the way the movie ended and uh, it just seemed to have a real abrupt ending to it. And so I don't know, I felt a little bit the same way that maybe for me, while I really enjoyed the movie and I enjoy all the bits and pieces that this movie is, I don't know if it had overall the same heart that a lot of other John Hughes movies have. Not to say that those moments with his son in the boat and some of those other instances don't have heart, but maybe Jeff, to your point, overall, I don't think it had quite the same charm and, and, yeah, Last, lasting connection is a lot of other John Hughes movies. No, I agree. It do, it doesn't have that. No. Yeah, and and maybe maybe that's it. It it just it doesn't have the charm that I expected or that I wanted to be there. And the potential was there, so that's why it's kind of like on the. Oh, there's something just a little bit missing. Yeah, like it it kept yeah. it, it kept walking up to that line. But not crossing it, yeah. And not crossing it, yeah. I, 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 I and all, sudden, all of a sudden, you got Roman. You got Roman there again, being loudmouth and obnoxious, and and you know, and and then something else would happen, and and it's another nicer moment that you know John Candy is trying to have with his kids, and then it just cuts to another scene where Roman is being there loud and obnoxious. I don't know, like maybe if 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 you could pinpoint and say that Roman was the root cause of Chet not being able to have the family vacation that he wanted, showing like specific things like um you see him, you know, Chet's got a a, a clipboard of ideas of we're going to go horseback riding. We're going to you know, do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And and then seeing Roman undercutting him every single time to the point where he gets really annoyed with Roman and they just have that blow up at the end. But you do see him have these tender moments. And it's like, you know, if you're, if you are having those moments, then why are you getting so upset with the fact that your brother-in-law and his family are here? Because you're still able to have these moments anyway. So why, why are you letting it bother you? Yeah. Cause he want more. Cause he wanted more. I think he wanted it to be his, you know, like, and, and I think that's, even though he had those moments, he could have had more of those. He could have had the whole trip be more memorable. He could have all that stuff. And I think it's just looking at Roman being the kind of more businessman. And then in the end, the guy who doesn't have the money, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's what was his 
different sort of concern was where his was more about family and memories and being outdoors. And I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think like more now, like, you know, I, I try to think of a movie, like I, I going back to the early eighties. And when you're saying going back from like a funny scene or something, and then to this, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen meatballs. I know. I think I either gave the DVD some people, I think at some point or whatever, but uh, I've seen it. Bill Murray meatballs. I mean that, I think that's such a great job of like having those heart stories and the funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it really worked with, I think that's the writing. I think it's a story. I think it's the actors too. And I, and I'm not taking away from these actors, but for whatever reason that struck a more memorable balance. Like that is a film that for whatever reason, even my kids have seen it. Um, and they like, that's a, like, that's a favorite. Like that's a, um, a movie that the story with Rudy and the way he bonds with him and the way, I mean that it, like it has deep heart to it. Um, and then you have the silly scenes and, and I, that just didn't happen here to that extreme or to that, that effectiveness. So therefore it doesn't seem as good, which, which it isn't, you know? Um, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's, it, it could have been better. Um, it would be, yeah, I mean, be an and I think I'd still though. watch it. If it was on, I think I'd still watch it. Or like you were saying, you know, look for certain scenes to show up and, and definitely watch certain scenes. But I don't know. It just I had a different experience watching the movie as a whole yesterday. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying saying this is the best movie ever. I, like I, I, I think ever even when I watched it, like just recently with my kids, I kept thinking there was more potential there for this movie. And I go, it's still good. And the kids liked it, and it was good. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was a good, you know, hour and a half or whatever it was. Um, but I, I, it was one of the few that I started thinking. I wonder if they would have if they would have rewritten this a little bit better. You know, and especially with today's day, day and age too, with, you know, kids in electronics and the outdoor, you know, the whole family trying to do, and there's been some other movies I think similar have gone along that line. I'm trying to think of what they were, but, um, I think that's a, it's a, it could be a, a, a good story line of, well, so may, maybe they get it right with the remake then. Cause they're planning a remake with Kevin okay, Hart. Yeah. yeah. Who, with who? Kevin Hart. Okay. And who? Kevin Anybody Hart. Else? Just anybody, anybody, who's the other, like the two main characters? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know that I recognized any of the other names. Okay. All right. So Kevin Hart would but be the main one. Yeah. Okay. So I, they announced that I think towards the end of last year, they said that they were going to do a remake with him as the, I think he might be producing it. That's why he's the, the main actor in it. But, okay. um, is it basically, it's just going to be a remake of the original 1988 great outdoors. Okay. So I, maybe maybe they remake it and they add in some of that more modern day stuff of like kids and technology and yeah. maybe they maybe they give it a little bit more heart than what the original had and yeah yeah I mean for me the most I, it's weird I do memorize I that that line on the, on the porch I forgot what what uh, Roman's whole big spiel was but it was all about like totally like all the disgusting things about utilizing nature for money and profit. And, what yeah. he sees. and then, I, and then it was just a simple answer from John Candy. That's the one I remember was just like, I see trees. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you see when you look out there? And he's like, I see trees. And then he kind of, they talked about like people dying of strokes and heart attacks and all this other stuff. And you know, it's, it was just, uh, it was just like, I always remember that. Like I, I sided with that when I saw that even just recently when we were watching with the kids, that's not really straight. And I wouldn't say I said it when I was 15 or 16, whenever that guy first saw it. But with, with now I'm like, Oh my God, that's like so true. I see trees. That's mm-hmm. all I see. And, and he's like, oh, great vision, you know, like that you have such a great grand vision of things and where everybody else sees how to make money off. And I think we're politically in that situation now, too, with tapping with the national parks and can we drill for this? Can we do this? Can we cut down that? And it's like, it's a national park. Leave it be. 
it's trees. <laughs> no. But so, I mean, I'm just saying that's a scene that for whatever reason, I am thinking it's 1988 and, um, and I'm seeing it now and that line and that little conversation seem to have enough to make me, uh, again, uh, memorize that or mem- uh, remember that scene. Yeah. I do kind of wish they would have done a little bit more with, um, with Roman and the way that he was trying to interact with his own kids, mm-hmm. because I got the idea that he was just there to, he's just there to like have a good time and, and do whatever he wants to do. But there was that line when he's talking to his wife and he says, um, I think I had it right here. Why do Chet's kids look at him like he's Zeus and my yeah. kids look at me like I'm a rack of lawn tools, lawn tools at Sears. Yeah. And I kind of wish now, now when he goes to rescue the girls at the end, when they fall in into that, uh, yeah. that cave or whatever it was, um, you know, that's the moment that he kind of redeems himself as a father in their eyes, but he doesn't really, I feel like in all the other different scenes and bits and pieces in the movie, he's not trying to do anything that would make his kids yeah. you know, respect him more. And, and maybe if that had been a little bit more of a thing throughout the movie, he's just trying to do stuff to, you know, to, oh, you know, it's uncle Roman. We're going to have a good time. We're going to spend some money. We're going to blah, blah, blah. But if it maybe had been a little bit more of, well, because his daughters never show up in any of those scenes where he's trying to impress anybody. So yeah. maybe if it was a little bit more of him trying to impress as a way to get his daughters to respect him more. And then he realizes, well, okay, well, spending the money is not doing it. Um, maybe I should try to do more of what my brother-in-law does and, and watch him and see what he does. But well, I he mean, did uh, try to go and uh, talk to his daughters after the bear story, after he hears uh, Chad right. talking to Ben. Right. And that worked know, out really well. Yeah. He talks about like, it was like, yeah, I, I, I remember a story I was told about some, escaped psycho patients that mm-hmm. came through the woods into a cabin and murdered an entire family. But these are stories. Yeah. Okay. So, so no more thinking about bears. All right. No more thinking about unpleasant things. Yeah. Close your eyes. Nice things. Cuddly things. Okay. Good night. Sleep tight. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if there was, if, if yeah. there was more of, of Roman trying to be a better father or connect more with his kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go so much as to put that line in there about it where, you know, it's in his head. He's thinking about it. Right. He's thinking about, you know, why, why do Chet's kids look up to him the way they do? Mm -hmm. And why don't my daughters look up to me the same way? Yeah. You're going to put that in the movie, then do something with that concept. Right. And you get, you get to the end where his wife is talking about, you know, how, how great it is that he was going to give them the opportunity to write that check and to, and to make money and blah, 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 blah. And his whole reason for stopping the car and turning around is just because his wife keeps talking about it and it's guilt tripping him into realizing, look, I'm, I'm just about to steal money from my brother-in-law. What might've been nice is if somehow I don't recall if he does, but if somehow like this whole time he's like looking at his daughters in the backseat of the car and they're looking at him or maybe the daughter's, know the truth about what's going on somehow. And they just haven't said anything. And, and that's what causes their dad to turn around. But I I think that line for me was a pivotal line in the movie was why do my kids not look at me the same? And then you really don't come back to that anymore, or you don't, you at least don't come back to it in a way that's meaningful. Or have, have, have Roman do all these things that he does in the movie and then constantly be looking at his daughters for a reaction of some kind. Right. You know, right. give, give so that when he does the redeeming thing at the end and turn around and tear up the check and say, look here, okay, now I'm going to be honest. It just, it, it, it's odd that he 
seems to choose to be honest at that time. Yeah. You know, I'd like, what was it that he was grappling with that finally pushed him over the edge and realized, no, I need to, I need to be a, a better person at this moment. Mm-hmm. Well, was it the near death, you know, near the whole incident with the kids and all that stuff that, that, that makes that change. I don't know. That's maybe the way I took it. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's what the I mean, coming off of that. And it's already, there's been a life and death situation type of thing where he could have lost his kids and, and they were gone. And now he really, you know, so that enough there maybe makes it, I don't know. And that's, I think how I took it when I viewed it, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. not strong. And, and yeah. definitely John, it could have been like a you know, question. The kids ask one phrase or one word that they ask. And that's what makes him stop and, yeah. and tear up the check and, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I think there's elements. It's just, it's just not strong, but it's some of it's there. It's just weak, weaker. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I, I get a couple of, a uh, couple little side questions here. A, a tangent questions, if you will. Um, who's the more obnoxious relative, Roman or cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Vacation? Oh, I think wow. Roman. Yeah. I, I, because Roman is obnoxious for the sake of trying to, promote himself yes. as a, as a better person yeah. where Eddie, Cousin, cousin Eddie just doesn't know better. <laughs> yeah. He, I, he, cousin Eddie means well with everything yeah, he like does. He's perfect. just clueless. Right. Yeah. He's obnoxious, but he's got a sweetness to him. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're Roman. Roman is very you know, Roman's idea is how can I make myself look better than yeah. the other guy? Whereas cousin Eddie's going to make you look better with some bright white shoes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right um second question and i think and i think the other thing too is there's you know i don't know a whole lot of eddies you know like like right. extreme so he's this caricature so he becomes comical and funny and like i said he's got the kind of he, unfortunately you know a lot more romans yeah therefore the romans are a little bit more unlikable because it's like that much drunk that so, so to me it's i don't even know if it's uh, annoying or obnoxious it's more like just unlikable so I yeah. think Eddie's more likable and Roman's more unlikable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And I didn't ask you guys this one ahead of time, so I'll, I'll just get your initial reaction here. What's your favorite John Candy role? Oh, that's tough. I knew you were going to ask that somehow. <laughs> I listed out my top three and then I, and then I decided on which one, but it, it was kind of an easy decision. My top three, uh, third place was, even though it's a really small role, um, the guard at the end of National Lampoon's Vacation yeah, at Wally yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. Um, second place for me was Barf from Spaceballs, and I think first place. And and I had not seen this movie up until we watched it for the podcast last year. I think first place for me is uh, Del Griffith from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That wait, that was the first time you've seen the movie. Yeah, no, I hadn't seen it before that. Uh, bits and pieces, but never all the way wow. through. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that's okay. But I think that's I think that's probably my favorite of his is is when he played Del. Yeah, I think I think Dell is a a really good choice, and a lot of movies, you know, he's a he's a uh, a good supporting character. I mean, look at his character in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Look at his character in Stripes. Flash. Look at his character in uh, Flash. Um, I can't think of it now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he does, he does these smaller bit parts. So, so incredibly well, which I think stemmed from just his time doing 
the SCTV stuff and the, the smaller sketch stuff. He really got a good sense for that. Um, you know, in terms of favorite role, I would probably, I'd probably say Dell mm -hmm. would be my favorite, but you know, again, Ox and Stripes. Yeah. Really, really good. The um, only one I, the only one I didn't mention just cause I hadn't watched it in a while is uncle buck. Okay. Yeah. I like um, him in that Bert, one too, but Burton Mercer from the blues brothers. Yeah. That was a great role. Orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. Three orange whips, three orange whips. Um, Irv from cool runnings. Mm -hmm. I was going to say cool runnings was one. Yeah. Um, And you know, and of course, baseballs. Yeah, I think I think that's on anybody's list. Barf. Um, Barf. I think, yeah, I think, think Del Griffith is probably his his best role, or at least my favorite role of his. Yeah. Only by a slight margin, though. Mm -hmm. Nobody said Uncle Buck, huh? Well, I I said Uncle Buck, but I oh, but I haven't I haven't watched it in a while, so that's why I didn't okay. put it at the top of my list. But I remember liking that one when I when I watched it as a kid. I mean, if we're not talking major roles, I mean, I gotta go uh, Dewey. I think it's Dewey Oxberger from Stripes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as like in that and his spot in uh, Vacation, obviously those two are. Yeah, those are like if they're not major roles, mm -hmm. those are just perfectly casted perfectly played characters that make such a big impression for such a small role makes such a big impression on those movies. When I think of them, right. Like, you can't think of vacation without that character at the end. It's no. just, there's no payoff at the end. Mm -hmm. um, getting to the gate and finding him there and the way he plays it is different than he plays so many other characters. So that's, and then you get the, from, from stripes, that character. I mean, it just first half of that movie is what I watched. He's not in the second half. I don't like the second half. I don't even watch the second half of stripes once they get in the vehicle and kind of ride off. Um, but I think cool runnings for a little bit more of a serious role would be, I would put that in there and then, uh, plain strings definitely. And then, so if I were going like full major roles, those probably space balls. Yeah. I love them in that thing, but I don't know. It's weird. I don't think of it as, I don't know. I think I'm going, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with uncle Buck plain strings and, uh, and, um, and uh, cool runnings. Okay. With those other smaller ones that aren't major roles, as definitely like in the top as well. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, is there anything else we want to say about great outdoors? Yeah. Get out there, people. Get out in the great outdoors. <laughs> get out in the great outdoors. Not related to the movie. Just get out in the great outdoors. <laughs> the West. Go, go see the trees. Yeah. <laughs> go see the trees. Go see the trees. Go see the trees, and you might see Dennis. Dennis might take you on a tour or. You know, help you chop some wood or. Ooh, I'm totally forgetting one that I would also say that I liked. Sorry, before we do this. No, no. I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you guys to check this out and if you liked it or not, but um, only the lonely. That was his lead as a romantic lead. Okay. Yeah, you have mentioned that one before. Uh, opposite yeah. of Ali Sheedy. Okay. Of Ali Sheedy. Really? I love it. You've never seen, have you guys never seen that? No. Only the lonely. Go okay. see that. That's a giant. I mean, it, again, is it the greatest movie in the world? No, but it's a Christopher Columbus film. Okay. Um, Maureen O'Hara, the old, you know, classic actress, Anthony Quinn's in it, Ali Sheedy and John Candy. And he plays a cop and he kind of falls for this girl who's a little bit strange, uh, works as a, I think she's a, I want to say she worked at a mortician, like does the beauty makeup for like, for funerals. 
Okay. Pretty sure that was it, but it's a you know, mother-in-law type of thing. Cause the mother's very strong and dominant and he's like the mama's boy type of thing. And it, the relation it's, it's actually a very sweet film. I thought it was pretty good. It's got some funny parts and, and, and it's, but only the lonely. Um, I would definitely throw it in there at least as a close fourth. Okay. All right. All right. So what we're coming away with is go, go out and see the great outdoors. And if you want to see the movie too, I guess that's probably okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Air Force right. well, holding at $94 uh, for uh, Spirit. 94 for Spirit? Okay. You've been checking the whole time? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, like 20 tabs. <laughs> what's, uh, what, what's the, uh, if you take the train out there, what's that cost? Uh, train's going to depend. Do you want a, uh, do you want a, do you want the one where you can sleep in it or you just want to get a seat? All right. Maybe just a seat. The seat's going to cost you about 250 bucks. 250 Okay. Take the scenic ze- uh, Zephyr. Yeah. Zephyr out there. That's a good one I recommend. Okay. It'll All right. Well, if, if you want a personal tour guide, uh, then you can uh, let us know here at the 30 something movie podcast. And Dennis will be happy to go out there with you. Yep. Oh, um, I, he's food. basically, especially if you pay his way, right. Just food. He's, just food. Yeah. He's basically just looking for an excuse to go out West. So, um, so that'll do it this time for us on the 30 something movie podcast. Uh, next time, I think on our next episode, we've got coming to America. Um, so that that'll be another good one coming up here in the next week. And in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we are, we've got our Gmail address that you can email to 30 podcast at gmail.com. We are at at 30 podcast on Twitter, 30 podcast on Facebook, any of the places that you want to listen to podcasts. We are there. You can find us. Um, and if you want to check it out, so check us out at our website, it's 30 podcast. That's three zero podcast.com that has all the different ways that you can get a hold of us it's also got all of our episodes um, and a few other things going on on the website there so if you want to get in touch with us uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show uh, for Jason and for anybody else who's listening um, we'd love to hear what you're looking forward to if you haven't done a show yet uh, from 1988 that you're looking forward to or if we've got one that from that's from 1989 that you're looking forward to um, let us know for that one too I was just thinking too for when we get towards the end of our 1989 stuff we should do a show where we look back on the entire 80s even to some of the years that we didn't do a podcast for and we should do like a favorites of the all the 80s before we move on into the 90s mm-hmm. well, yeah. so we that tough show. that was kind of my response too was and, and the idea was mine so i was sitting there like why am i even thinking about this because this is going to be so we made it so are we going to be up to episode 300 by then probably by then yeah that could be that could be a good 300th episode we'll get pretty close so all right so next time we've got coming to america so in the meantime thank you dennis and thank you jeff thank thanks john thank you dan. and And uh, we will see you all back here next time. So be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies and come on back next time for Coming to America.